Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 6 and 26, beginning on page 348. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine indignation, neither chasten me in thy displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul also is sore troubled, but Lord, how long wilt thou punish me? Turn thee, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death no man remembereth thee, and who will give thee thanks in the pit? I am weary of my groaning. Every night wash I my bed and water my couch with my tears. My beauty is gone for very trouble and worn away because of all mine enemies. Away from me, all ye that work iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my petition. The Lord will receive my prayer. All mine enemies shall be confounded and sore vexed. They shall be turned back and put to shame suddenly. Psalm 26. Be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, 
neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth verse of the second chapter of the book of Hosea. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in, so that she cannot find her paths. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband for then it was better for me than now. For she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore I will return and take away my grain in its time, and my new wine in its season, and will take back my wool and my linen, given to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall deliver her from my hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her sabbaths, all her appointed feasts. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, of which she has said, These are the way, my wages that my lovers have given me. So I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. I will punish her for the days of the Baals, to which she burned incense. She decked herself with her earrings and jewelry, and went after her lovers. But me she forgot, says the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfort to her. I will give her her vineyards from there, and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. And it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband, and no longer call me my master. For I will take from her mouth the name of the Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no more. In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground. Bow and sword of battle I will shatter from the earth, to make them lie down safely. I will betroth you to me forever, 
Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the heavens, and they shall answer the earth. The earth shall answer with grain, with new wine, and with oil. They shall answer Jezreel. Then I will sow her for myself in the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who were not my people, You are my people. And they shall say, You are my God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the Epistle to the Galatians. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, in eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. Here ends ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. We begin, I think, rightly in the Psalms tonight. Um, we have a great duo of Psalms between 6 and 26 that give us um, uh, two related postures of the praying life of Israel. The first being a, um, a posture of humble um, penitence, um, clearly coming from someone who is undergoing discipline by the Lord for some um, failing. And, and you know, it, it expresses, even in the midst of chastisement, uh, a, an enduring trust in the Lord to restore uh, their standing in good time uh, and to remember them even in their affliction and to not look away from them even though they are in this low, lowly estate, that they might be brought back um, into good standing with God again. Uh, the second of the Psalms tonight, 26, is the posture of someone who stands upright in the eyes of the Lord and who has a zealous and fastidious concern to maintain their innocence and their fidelity to the covenant um, and has a kind of confident expectation that this will, um, this will result in their enduring um, uh, upstanding uh, among the, the people of Israel and that they will 
it's sort of linked in the in the language of it. It's linked with their sort of being able to stand upright and to stand firm, even while those around them may try to draw them into temptation or to sort of come at them and confront them and to topple them. Um, they they, are, they link covenant faithfulness, faithfulness to God under the terms of the covenant with being able to have stability and permanence. And those are really the themes that are being drawn out in both of our lessons tonight. We have in the first lesson from Hosea, a continuation of, of this, uh, this sort of perplexing uh, prophetic situation that Hosea the prophet is undergoing, whereby his personal life has become a kind of walking symbolic um, theological drama um, in, that, that is meant to kind of signify the, um, the state of Israel at that time, the northern kingdom of Israel. We all recall that the northern kingdom um, is in a state of pretty significant disarray. We've had four successive kings that have come, risen and fallen in great in quick succession. And in the midst of all of that, we have um, an apparent sort of devotional chaos um, as the people have gone gone after all, all manner of sort of neighboring deities. Um, and God continually uh, sort of casts this um, this departure from faithfulness to the to worship him alone, which is the first and great commandment under the covenant um, as a kind of infidelity, not unlike the infidelity a spouse would show to their spouse if they were to cheat on them. Uh, and so recurringly through the Old Testament, God refers to uh, idolatry as infidelity and in fact as adultery. Uh, and so in the personal life of Hosea, the prophet, who is called to marry this person who's going to cheat on him um, and who's going to be unfaithful to him. And yet is he's going to be called to to sort of ex extend an, a steadfast love and a sort of restorative love and a restorative um, hand to the to his spouse. Um, this is going to be an, a sort of an, a, a walking icon of what God intends to do for Israel is to, uh, even though Israel has fallen into um, sort of court, a collective adultery, they are going to be restored again. And the means by which this will happen and, and, the, and the, this vision of this permanent restoration that God gives in the last part of our lesson tonight is accomplished in the sending of his son, Jesus, who assumes to himself the whole identity and mission of Israel, of ancient Israel, and then perfectly exercises it and thus um, is the true Israelite, the inheritor, the, seed, the true seed of Abraham, the inheritor of all the promises of Abraham because of his, his unbroken faithfulness to the father, to the God of Israel. Um, he, is the, he becomes the sort of the possessor and inheritor of all of the sort of the, 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 the life and land and, and sort of and, and, and centrality that the covenant promised to ancient Israel, but they never really attained to. And so it's in that light that we see, um, you know, the converted rabbi Paul talking to the Galatian church tonight about, um, you know, who are in the midst of this conflict with people who are trying to tell them that they need to go and become sort of faithful um, Jews, members of Israel, before they can even begin to have a conversation about this sort of subcult of, of what they see as a subcult of Judaism called Christianity uh, that, that you know, follows this one rabbi in their eyes, this that follows Rabbi Jesus in his sort of apocalyptic crusade. Um, and so, uh, the, you know, this, ex, this, this rabbi of rabbis, Paul, comes along and says, actually, that's misapprehending the whole history of our people, even if that were true. He says, 
our, our people were never faithful under the covenant from the time they entered the promised land to the time that they were dissolved into captivity and then brought back in only this kind of fledgling remnant form. Uh, and it is Jesus himself who has perfected the destiny of our people and thus to be joined to him is the only hope anyone has to either be a true Israelite, an actually true Israelite under the covenant, or to be someone brought from, brought out of the darkness of the Gentile nations and into the light that only the true God can reveal. And so he, his ultimate claim and our claim tonight is, is again, is that call to faithfulness, right? It is that call, it is a movement from the posture of the of the penitent to the posture of one who's been made to stand by the grace of God upright um, in in faithfulness. And that has ha, that has happened, according to Paul, because the spirit of God has joined us to the life of Jesus, the true Israelite who fulfills who fulfills the whole uh, covenant and becomes the inheritor of all of its blessings, which are then extended to us and make us whole and make us the children of God and true children of Israel as well. And so there, and so he says there is no substitute for this. There is no alternative to this. Um, among all the nations of the earth, God chose Israel, and then for, within Israel, it is the God Man Jesus Christ who alone perfectly upholds the covenant. And there is no way to inherit the the, the blessing of God um, and the peace of God but through the faithfulness that Jesus Himself possesses and that we get to participate in because of the spirit that is given to us and that works that faithfulness within us and then conforms us to that faithfulness as we grow and participate in the grace that is given to us. So our call tonight is really to seek no alternative um, to that thing, that, that, that is the thing, to come back and to seek alone from, uh, from Jesus through the spirit, the kind of faithfulness that will allow us to um, approach God with a whole heart, with an undivided heart, an unadulterous heart, an, un an uncompromising heart, because really that is that is our calling. That has always been the calling of every person God has called, and he's calling us. And so that is what we're to do. We're to go and seek from the hand of Jesus himself the kind of faithfulness that he will be pleased to give us through the spirit if we'll ask him. So a couple thoughts for tonight. Continuing with our intercession and remembering as we do those for whom we are praying tonight. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, and light riseth up in darkness for the godly, grant us in all our doubts and uncertainties the grace to ask what thou wouldest have us to do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in thy light we may see light, and in thy straight path may not stumble, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. It's good to be with you. Thanks to Rochelle and Chris for co-leading tonight. I hope you have a great start to your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father Hayden. Good night, everybody. Have a good Friday. Good night. Have a good night. <laughs>